everyone and welcome into Black Girl Brunch. My name is Yvonne. And I'm Sabria. You guys are listening to episode 162. What the fuck? Since when did we do 162 episodes? This is getting crazy. That's wild. No, seriously. Eric just said 162 because I really honestly, we do this so much now that I don't listen always to which number we're on. But I, out of curiosity, I tapped in today and I'm like, 162. Who? And we almost, that means we almost to 200. Like, what's Bro, up? What? Like, who, like, who doing it like that? Who doing it like that? And you know what? I plan that we get to 2,000. Huh? I plan that we get to 2,000, honestly. Watch out. How are you feeling? I am feeling today is weird. Because I feel like halfway, I feel like, I, I feel like I'm full of love. I feel very, Whoa, I feel very, nice. I feel very loved. I feel hopeful. I feel hopeful for tomorrow. I feel, I feel like something's, something is great is going to happen. I feel full of, but also there's like this wandering feeling of like, like just, just a, it's a little bit of sadness. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like that's normal. Yeah. I feel like that's also like in some ways adulthood and it's beautiful when you can have those two things exist at one time. Like you could be like, I feel good and positive, but sometimes I have this like um, smothering sense of sadness yes, as well. It simultaneously. is looming. Like I feel it like looming older me like this. But you know what? I'm powering through it. That's something that's different now. I'm still working out. It's the fucking working. When you work out, you can get through anything. Exactly. Because I felt so good today. Like, also, like, I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't really, I'm I'm going to the gym and stuff, but I wasn't, like, really pushing myself like I know I could. Because I was, um, because I, like, everybody know, I took a, I've took, I've taken, like, two really bad tumbles this year. So I hurt my knee and, like, my ankle and stuff, but I've been constantly working out trying to heal it. And knock on wood, glory be his name i the pain that was in my ankles and my knees are subsiding because i'm fighting through it yo i'm so happy um i'm I'm jealous because like when i tell you my pain has come back viciously in my neck shoulder back told y'all i got into a little car accident little oopsie no but your your accident was way more traumatic like it was way traumatic i can't believe it like everything be hurting (laughs) everything hurts like especially like working on the computer all day is so bad but one thing you do bitch you work through it I really, yeah, I really have to. Like, that's the worst, the best and the worst part. Look at how also, she ate that. I'm all stumped. I'm like, I don't know what I should be doing differently because, like, I keep getting tips from, like, you know, physical therapy to keep moving and stuff. But, yeah, I'm going to a pain management specialist, and they're going to, they, you know, are uncovering, like, other damage and stuff that's going wrong, and they'll be able to help me more. But I'm like, should I be working out my upper body or not? Because I was told I should, but then I did it last Monday, and then I've been in a bad joint ever since. But, you know, even with the physical pain, um, I mentally, I've been, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I've reached a whole new level of mental stamina. And although I wish I could have a break, um, I'm always proud of myself when I get to the other side of something really mentally tough. Cause mm-hmm. honestly I can eat physical pain. I can't really do the mental discomfort at all. Um, so yeah, there, there's that, there's that, but I'm happy to be here. Like black or brunch is my therapy. Um, and yeah, I'm ready to fucking party. I got one, wait, two more weeks. In this apartment, I think. And um, it can't yeah. come quick enough. It really can't. I have mixed feelings now that that time. I have three more weeks in this apartment. You got two more weeks, actually. 
Oh, yeah, duh. Tomorrow, okay. I was, tomorrow I was, it would be two weeks even. Two weeks, yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. Oh, just a little heads up. There will not be a show on August 11th, just so y'all don't eat us up. Like, just know it now. That's because that's the day I move. So the day before, I'll need to get my little sleepy poo. So maybe you can help. Oh, of course. I definitely was going to say that already. Yeah, because I feel like you never... Well, actually, that's a lie. You helped me move into my letters department. I did. That's very weird. I'm just always there. <laughs> Love that. Love that support. Um, anybody else I know in real life want to help, you can. Um, just hit me up. Um, so yeah, let's get into the show. Let's just get into it. Cause we got a good show planned. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's a good show. So Fade Four this week is given to us by our homeboy Peter. Mm-hmm. Peter said that we should do a fade four of our favorite Nicki Minaj features. Yes. And that's what we're going to do. Because if there's one thing Nicki Minaj is going to eat up, it's a feature. Her. Really. I remember before she really had um, Pink Friday, that's all she was doing. Mm-hmm. And that's how we we known her. She was like hopping on everybody's uh, song, eating them up. Hopping on all these men's song, making it better. Remixing shit. So it'll be nice to do this. I had fun like picking out my fave for I had fun too. I said, I had fun. I was like, whoa. But I have I had fun um picking mine out as well. Um so my first one, I'ma say the Shirek remix. When I mm. heard that, um when I heard the uh Shirek remix i was just like i remember it was only on sound i said sound what is wrong with me it was only (laughs) (laughs) tripping it was only no sometimes when you get too happy your language just be getting too loosey-goosey you know it was only on soundcloud yeah it was only on soundcloud and i would just like listen to it over and over again um i was obsessed with it also, one of my favorite lyrics is on there. So, if you know, Nicki Minaj had a song called Looking Ass Nigga. And before, on the, the cover for Looking Ass Nigga, it was Malcolm X, that picture of Malcolm X when, oh, he, when he in yeah. the window and he got the gun and like it said the words Looking Ass Nigga over it. So, in Chirac, <laughs> Nicki Minaj said, Malcolm X daughter came at me, Looking Ass Niggas ain't happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was funny because that's how I am too. Like, if somebody get mad at me, I'd be like, oop. Like, it's funny to me yeah. sometimes. Like, it's funny to me with somebody. I'd be like, ooh, like, I'm so sorry. Like, my bad. <laughs> yeah, like, my bad. Like, I'm just very, like, that's really something that I would say. So it's just like, that lyric always tickled me. Like, she said, Malcolm, she said, daughter came at me. <laughs> yes. She really did come at her. She did. She but changed it. She did. But um, that's so funny. Um, also, the infamous "Hello, Good Morning." Um, oh my God! Yeah, that's what also started this because me and Peter was texting the lyrics to each other, so that's what Ooh. also started it. With that, oh my gosh, oh I used God. to hate. I used to hate when it came on BT, and they used to cut off her part. I thought that was so mean because, like, it just was rude. Because also, streaming wasn't a thing back then, so I'm like. This is my that's crazy Bro. streaming. I'm still thinking about when that first dropped, and she was the only person like making them noises on them song. And oh my god, and like she performed on the BT Awards. She said, like, oh. She said, I got that job, 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 I got that job
god. Like, like I love like that gives like oh my gosh, when that come on in the club, I like put my arms on my hips and like moving my, <laughs> moving my head. Like y'all know, like y'all know the vibes. Like oh, I definitely goodness. that's I feel like that is my um that's my barb trigger. That's a <laughs> It's a oh, lot. I, feel I like, got a barb trigger too, but you, we'll get to that. I we'll feel get like, to, that's a thing. I feel like that and also getting paid, that song. Like, I'm going down, down Barbie, pushing up in Ferrari. Like, when I oh, hear, yeah. like, that's like a barb trigger for me. Like, I feel like no shade. Like, I feel like, um, uh, Itty Bitty Picky was a trigger, but like- It I was a trigger, but that's everybody's trigger. It's, that's it's every, everybody. That's everybody's like trigger. You I, gotta go in the archives. Exactly. Like, and, like if yeah. you are real, like if you was raised a barb, I feel like your triggers are different. Cause that, you know one of my triggers? What? That song where she be like, how could it be little me had the yeah. power to be the best me in the league, but inevitably, but could it be little me? You was heckling me. Now it's not me on a regular league. I was like, I used to be like, I won't take a single fucking breath <laughs> until I'm done. That's just it's, it. Oh, blazing! Yep, that's on blazing. That, that's on Pink, uh, Pink Friday. Yeah, that's like my trigger. I feel like like <sighs> those songs. I just be like, I lose it. I don't care if my crush is around. I'm gonna act a fool. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, also, on the third song is I love them strippers. Um, I love that song. I mean, like it's. I don't fr- remember that one. That's like, the one with two chains. Okay, I'm, yeah, I, I love them strippers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love them. Yeah, so that's I, a good one. I love that song also because I love that video because I love that green wig. Um, also, fun fact. Um, sorry to bring this up, but when her and Lil Kim was beefing, and I never forget, Lil Kim said to her, "Indian hair don't come in green, dummy." And I just think that's so funny because now it really do. <laughs> But you know what's wild? <laughs> they came at each other viciously. So bad. But they, they said, look, Bubbles, go back to your habitat. <laughs> they, they both had funny stuff they said, period. They both, they that's both what had I call, yeah, that was good. But that like, was good. In, like, Indian hair don't come in green was just so funny to me. And I, and it's funny to me because that was my favorite part. And I freaking love, I love green uh, frontal. Um, But yeah, I love them strippers. Also, the last one, I feel like no surprise, Um, her song, Knockout. With Lil Wayne, um, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, no, I take it back. That's a barb trigger for me. <laughs> that is for real. Like when I tell y'all, like that song, I feel like I don't care what anybody say. That song was made for me. Period. Like, for like, first of all, Lil Wayne had guitar, couldn't play it, and like I just like that song. Ah, uh, fuck it, give me that damn bucket. Like that song. <laughs> Everybody knows that is probably one of my favorite songs in the freaking world. Oh my God. Yeah. I just, it just, I'm saying, oh my God. Cause it take me right back to a time. And I, I remember it just also, so me, vividly. Me and my high school boyfriend, that was us. Nikki and Lil Wayne. <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> like dead ass. <laughs> I'm not even capping. Iman, Iman, no. No, was, it's the truth. That was, it's the absolute fucking truth. <laughs> Lil Wayne and Nikki Minaj was really, that was a relationship dynamic. Period. <laughs> the Barb and Tomb. Period. Back when he oh, back when he had all his locks and when he um, wore like red skinny jeans, yeah. Oh my god, <sighs> cultural reset for sure. <laughs> that Young Money era was truly a cultural reset. Oh, that shit had me the chokehold. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh yeah, when, Iman. Oh my god, what? Iman. When Bedrock come out, please. No, Iman made me listen to Bedrock because of Drake. 
Oh my god, yeah, and that's the thing. I felt like Young Money had a, a character for everybody. Like if you, if you more girly, you of cop obviously Nikki, but if you emotional, like Drake was there. <laughs> if you wild, like um Lil Wayne was there. And if you know that guy, I don't say his name, that his name after like Tony the he was there. Like it was just so much. It was so much. And I saw them in concert. Um, and I never forget it. Like that's when Drake rolled his ankle or something on stage. Um, we'll leave that there. Uh, but um mine, my first one, this is like honestly, I didn't even realize it was one of my favorites until like just today. But Plain Jane, her verse in the Plain Jane remix with um ASAP Ferg. Oh yeah. I love it. My favorite part is when she's like Rob Minaj, mm, mashallah, check in with me. Then do your job. I'm like, she really he hopped on that and just made it so classy. Never forget when she said eat a Barbie S or something. <laughs> like I was like, huh? Love it. Um, I bought my face boy. Oh yes, me. that was a good one. That's me and Sabria. That's really me and Sabria. That really is. I'm so mad that they beefing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I really like. Sometimes I want to say like Mariah started it, but then I'm like, but Mariah Carey is just a very serious artist, and she shouldn't have been sitting alongside Nicki Minaj. Um, even though they both are talented. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm just like, she is that diva where it's like I had to work so hard before I got a chance to sit among the greats. Why is it this like a freshman is sitting next to me? True. Could she have gone about it better? Absolutely. <laughs> Mariah Carey is a shady person. She's shady. However, I'm so happy they, before they beefed, they they came together with this song because I used to just watch it on my laptop in psychology class all the time because I just felt like it was so good. She said, all up in the church, he was sneaking with the deacon. Like, that, what? <laughs> that and that video. So good, so beautiful. That's when um, Nick Cannon was um, not a cult leader, and he was in there married and happy. Next, uh, bottoms up. Her re- oh her verse yes, of- okay. That is that that activates <laughs> the, the barb in me. Yeah, that's definitely it. I feel like that's a contender for a barb trigger. That that when she said, "Can I get that margarita on a rock rock? Can I get salt all around?" Like that, I don't even have control over myself at that point. The one thing I will say, if I could take back anything, it's rapping that with a white man in college. Oh, like you, that, you was down bad, friend. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that, that. I didn't know. That's all. I that got was to before say. we. That's that was before we. You know, it's okay. That I didn't know. I just thought that he liked Nicki Minaj. I thought it was Unity. Like she brought us together. But then I look back and I was like, no, I should have never. That was an exclusive moment. I should have took the spotlight and did that by myself. Because to this day, I know he uses that as an example for why he isn't racist. Oh, my God. Oh, that makes... But I was... I was that makes me sick to think. Can I say something, though? Mm-hmm. I had... I was only a few months 18. Oh, so. 18? That's a baby. Like, you know... Yeah, I was know. only a few months 18. I was very naive about the world. Because if I knew what I knew now, a man with a... A white man with a plaid shirt would have never been able to wrap that with me. Um, Finally monster because it's not like that's that's one of the best features period like if you i was gonna put it but i felt like you was gonna put it yes yes and i'll never forget that one year for sean's birthday when we were doing karaoke and we all fucking lost it when we were like rapping um monster we were like on the chairs jumping falling out the room like 
the barb was activated in all of us. Like, we all kind of just lost it for a moment. Oh, also, I just want to go on the record and say a lot of people think I hate Nicki Minaj. <laughs> and I just want to clarify that I absolutely do not. And I've, I've been a, just because I don't act like a, a lunatic, that does not mean I'm not a fan. And I have been a fan. <laughs> And spent my actual American fucking dollars she on is. money. On 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 the pink print. On um on uh what's his name? Pink Friday Platinum Edition. I was defending starships, okay? Yep. So she I was. will not stand for this. She was just because I did did to Nicki Minaj what I do to every fucking person, which is say that how I feel with things that I believe to be facts. So I'm actually just talking to Rex. I don't know why I'm getting so like offended. I'm just talking to him. But still, yeah, I am I am a barb. I'm an old Barb, which means I ain't going to be on the internet uh, hazing niggas. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, sure. it is what it is. It is what it is. So that was fun. Thank you, Peter. Um, let's go on into Toast for Assist. This week we have some, we have a very, very special Toast for Assist. And it is Leo season, by the way. So this <laughs> is a very Leo um, Toast for Assist. This week we're toasting to our damn selves. Period. Get with it or get lost. Like... You know the because vibes. It's been it's been like a really treacherous last few months. I mean, honestly, I'm I've kind of just abandoned the thought that life will ever get like smooth. Maybe that's pessimistic. I don't know. However, the the heat was turned up a lot on us these last few weeks. Like, you know, we had some really <laughs> awesome sponsorships that we worked so hard for. Um, we were doing, like, so much maintaining full-time jobs, maintaining job searches, maintaining mental health. You know, Sabria was... She don't talk about it, but she's been grieving, you know, a very, very hard loss. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm recovering from a very, very hard accident, trying to almost have an emergency move out. Like so many things have yes. come. We don't talk about it because this is a happy space. But at some point you do have to pat your own self on the back. Like, damn, I did that. And the beautiful thing about after you weather a storm, nobody can take it away from you that you did it. Exactly. Like, y'all have no idea. Like, blood, sweat, tears, other things. It's just, like, wow that we keep on doing it. Constantly having to uh, battle demons. And, and um, you know, they got hands. And, like... They fight hard. <laughs> they fight hard. But we still coming up on top, not giving up. Period. Just going harder. You know, like, it's that, you know? Period. So oh clap, clap for a real nigga. Clap for us. Yeah, and we are gladly going to accept. Exactly. Like, it's that simple. We do this. We're doing this. And also, like, we couldn't do this without y'all, period. But thanks. Yeah. Yeah, no, seriously. We really appreciate the love and support. That's, that's what gets you through mm -hmm. when you know you got people rooting for you. Um, yeah, so we're going to move on into tea time now. Mm -hmm. So this is so weird, but Beyonce's New Orleans mansion, okay, I should say alleged mansion, because no one can truly confirm this, but um, her alleged mansion was set on fire. And it was invested, yeah, so it's a possible arson. This is a century old historical home. It's 
freaking beautiful. And somebody set it on fire. This would be a catastrophe no matter what. Like, I hate when people don't want to preserve old things, especially old historical homes. So to me, it's just so, like, frustrating that somebody would want to burn this down. But I'm also like, were they trying to burn it down because it was Beyonce's? Um, and arson is such a weird crime. Or was it me. random? Was it random? Was it random? Also, it's like, is it fair that when you're a celebrity, like people can know which properties and stuff are yours because that is a safety risk. There are some crazy ass individuals out here and like people could target a home just because they know who, who it belongs to. Exactly. Also like, so I want to unpack this because I said earlier that sometimes I can, I could see, um, I could see arson as a as an outlet. Yeah, and uh, I was like, huh? <laughs> what? So, short backstory. So, um, I know people are going people going to say, "Oh, like, you know, Aries, whatever fire sign." But I have always liked fire since I was younger. Um, I used to always try to touch the fire on the stove in my mom. Okay. My mom this is very old school black parent. My mom had to put my hand close to the flame so I could get scared. So I wouldn't touch it anyway. So I've always been obsessed with fire. Um, my name was miss pyro for a little bit on MySpace, which is like pyromaniac as somebody who likes fire and stuff like that. So, um, I know I wouldn't set anybody's house on fire because I love like, having stuff as memories and when right. stuff burns up like that's just it's, it's done it's it's a done fun but i could <laughs> definitely see like <laughs> i'm not gonna say anymore what i'm thinking but um <laughs> hmm? i'm not gonna say anymore um can i just say lisa Lopez? <laughs> is that what you're thinking yes i was thinking more of the end of hereditary uh, heredity um, <laughs> when somebody spontaneously combusted, oh. um, I think it's something like that, but, okay. um, but it is wild <laughs> to be an arsonist. It is. Yeah. Um, it is very wild. Um, it's <laughs> like, so here's what I will say. Like I did, as you were kind of being honest about your history with arson, I started thinking about if as a fire sign, things I like and I am obsessed with like candles and candle wax mm-hmm. like when I was a kid I used to have candle um I bought my mom like this uh candle wax or this wax melter for like I think it was like Mother's Day or something uh-huh. and I got it for her from Hallmark and I used to be obsessed with putting my hands in the wax like you know me I, too me too you know I was obsessed with it and my mom would be like be careful but she would let me do it because she knew it wasn't that hot but a lot of people in my family used to be like she's gonna be a firebug she's gonna be a firebug but I'm like that's kind of the extent of it I'm always afraid that I'm gonna blow my eyebrows off like when I do something like light a grill, um, any type of campfire. I don't want to get too close to it because I'm like, if I try my eyebrows off, you might as well take me out of here. Because mm-hmm. like that's really, really my eyebrows in particular. I'm not saying everyone's eyebrows like you're useless without them, but <laughs> that's something that I have an attachment to. So I'm like, no, I just don't want to get them blown off. No, Ima, I be thinking about that too. My eyebrows um, getting burned, like my face. Because I'm trying yeah. to think, it was something I wanted to do that I was like, no, I can't. Oh. Sometimes, um, oh, this is what it is. 
I never, so everybody know, like, I be wearing, like, those kooky contacts and stuff. I will never wear those contacts and use the oven because Ooh. I have a fear of them melting in my eye. <laughs> so I don't, that's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> so no, less fun fair about fire, but <laughs> I wanted to go to this glamping thing, you know, glamorous camping, yeah. but it was a little too camp and not enough glamp <laughs> for me. Right. So you got to make your food on this um, fire pit. And I'm, I'm not burning my eyebrows off just to get some some breakfast. Like, no, that's just not <laughs> glamorous enough for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I really need the internet. Uh, I'm actually really excited about the outdoor shower because it looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. Like, it's not an outdoor shower where it's just like, you know, a hose and like, you know, a hose and a bucket. It's literally like this nice little space. Like I want to do the outdoor shower, but I just need something a little. I don't know what I need, but I just can't have a fire pit. Like maybe if it was like a a fire pit that somebody else lit for me, I could do it. But I don't know. I don't know if you knew, but we have a fire pit in my backyard. I, you know what? I could sit around one, but I can't be responsible for building it or or calming it down. I feel like you gotta. You got to be around that type of stuff for a while before you take a stab. Yeah, I would never light it. If if my if my parents don't light it, I will not yeah. touch it. I don't even really like being around it that much. Yeah, I get a little freaked out by stuff like that. But uh, yeah, fun fire facts. Um, and <laughs> I hope whoever tried to light uh that house, that mansion on count fire, your days, it, count your days because you to mess with a Creole woman on Creole land. So just you just think about that. You, I'm not gonna say anything else. <laughs> Yeah. Did you see uh little Nas little Nas X's video? I finally saw it. Baby? I finally saw it. How great. It was. I was I was actually blown away. I was blown away and I feel like every week we oh, get on here me. and we talk about how a new video has blown us away and that's because these these newbies are not fucking playing. And I'm glad. I'm glad. The the thing that blew me away the most was um when they were in the yard, yeah, they were. In I the wrote court. that down. The yard court. scene. Yes, they was in a courtyard, and it was a. I did not expect that many dancers. I love, but you notice that people been kind of giving us that, like that that same kind of scene from Missy Elliott's, like music make you lose control. When they all like at the end, it was like, let's go now, let's go. Yes. I always found so much power in that many people doing choreography, but I haven't seen that many people assembled in a while. But the City Girls assembled that many people on stage at the BET Awards for Turculated Performance. They did. And they did it like there. Then I noticed that Normani kind of did it with that, uh, and, uh, and what's, what the fuck? Why am I drawing well, this song? I listen to it every day. Yeah, like Wild Side. And you she know what's crazy? It. It's hmm? all the same choreographer. Um, wow. Bankhead. I'm so happy for him because he is. Wow. Booked. He did the choreography for Up. He was the one that was like, Abaka, Abaka. And it's Lee. So that's him. Wow. He, okay. Uh, he did it. Um, I, I know another choreographer also worked on um, Industry Baby 2, but he's like the main choreographer that he did all those things, all those dances, stuff that you talking about. That's literally his stuff. Yep. And I don't know if it WAP, but I seen that. He did do Wild Side. Yep. He, did, he did do Wild Side. Oh, I know. I said WAP. Oh, what? Uh, yeah. No, no, no. What? Sorry, he didn't. I don't think he did. What? Okay, but I'm seeing that assembly line. But yes, he that's did. Took my breath away too. That, sorry, that your house. Mm -hmm. He did the what live performance when her and Cardi was like um on that big shoe. Okay. So he did the live performance. Shout 
out to him because that is what we people who can tap into what we want because that's actually not easy to do I think people think that, oh, just go on Twitter and read what they want. Yeah, reading what people want and then executing it in a way that's organic to the artist, that is well done, that's just so, it's just not easy to do. But I feel like these these last few videos we've talked about, this is the most I've enjoyed videos probably since MTV Jams mm-hmm. in high school. No, I agree. Honestly. I agree. But end, let's take Beyonce out of that equation, by the way. But, you know... I agree. To Lil Nas X is fine as hell, and I just would like to talk and like maybe complete plead my case. Like, just you haven't even met me. How <laughs> you don't know you don't like me? Yeah, like that's weird as hell. I'm like, um, how you know you can't be my husband if you haven't met me <laughs> as a person? That's weird because it's a spectrum. Like you may like, but me. he's be- he is beautiful. I'm not attracted to him, but he's very beautiful. This, it's the skin. It's the lips. It's the confidence. Like he is beautiful. It's it's the nail polish. It's everything about him and his confidence. And I'm just so happy that he is being himself and he's getting bolder and bolder. And I don't, I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to get into like all the people, you know, that are just haters. But like he said, you, you was never going to fuck with me anyway. Like, let's be real. Like, people act like if he conformed, that they would so- somehow like him. Like, his music was, if you don't like it, if you're uncomfortable with the video, if you're uncomfortable with a bunch of naked men in a shower dancing their asses off, guess what? It's a good chance me and you probably just never going to have a dinner party together. Like, we just don't click. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. They they hot. They just hot because they um are they're flopping. Yeah, they're flopping and they'll never be on top again. Also, um, they should have ever been on top to begin with. But that's another story. Uh, I also like that in the video he saw like the security the security guard was like, um, like lusting over him in private, and then uh, Megan is Th- Megan Megan Stallion. <laughs> you said like me. Megan Thee Stallion and Thought Shit video did the same thing. Like, a guy slut-shaming her on, online, but, you know, lusting in private. And I'm just so happy that that's being put out there. Because one thing about these little hating comments, they don't really live on forever. But music videos do. Music videos are absolute staples in pop culture. So it's just like, I'm so happy that that's talked about because I feel like music videos contain historical relevance. And we're at a point in time now where people, that's going to be a mental illness of its own in -hmm. about 10 years. Mm -hmm. And they're just kind of putting it out there. So I just like that that's being highlighted. I love seeing people be themselves. I love it. Me too. And getting paid for it. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people were upset that Jack Harlow was in the music video. I didn't care. Like, did it make sense to me? No. But, you know, he wasn't... I feel like he wasn't offensive in the video. He so. wasn't. He just... Um, he's he white. And it's just like, whatever. He's one of those white guys that I feel like does everything in his power to prove that he's not racist. But, um, by yeah. Giving, by, but by simply just not commenting and being like, oh, it doesn't matter to me. You know, look, if you want me to get out, I'll get out if you want. And it's just like. Yeah. Like, he, it's fine. He looked like he looked damp, too. He looked like he not a rapper. Even though I hear him and I see him and I'm just like, ah. I don't know. I got I to gotta Google him, find out his story. Because I just, I don't have a problem with him. But I'm like, listen, I I have 
not been private about my history with Eminem and how I... I just don't like how he was like, um, when, first of all, I feel like two people were wrong in a situation. Like an interviewer asked him about, you know, Megan Thee Stallion's Tory Lane thing because he did a song with Tory Lane's and um, he was like, um, it's two sides to every story. And I oh, feel like, no more. and I feel like he should have said, um, like, don't talk, don't ask me about that is what he should have said. Exactly. If he wasn't going to go into like, stay, like uh hot girl mode, he should have just been like, yeah, don't really ask me. Like, what you asking me about that Yeah, because I would say something like that. Like, don't ask me about that. Because it don't make... Because he can't go into stallion mode because he's already made a song with Tory Lane. So the best thing to do at that time... Because that song could have been made even before the incident happened. Yeah, because I... The best thing to do is to be shut it down because no interviewer should even be asking you... Like, the way people just casually ask about that situation with Megan Thee Stallion as if it's an opinion piece. Yeah, because people Again, don't care about black women. Nope. And we'll get into that more. Um, some positive news, some more positive news. Um, Issa Rae got married. Congratulations, twin. Sabria, you and that damn ice in that cup. Oh, sorry. I was, yeah, girl. I was so thirsty. D- so why are you eating ice? Because I don't have no water. Oh, because I felt like I heard all this water swishing around. I have zero water. We already getting bad reviews about the coffin and belching. Sorry. I'm done. Um, Issa Rae got married in France. She just dropped a comment that says, impromptu photo shoot in custom <laughs> Vera Wang dress. B, my girls came to help me. They all coincidentally had on the same dress. They were so embarrassed. They were so embarrassed. C, then I took a few flicks with somebody's husband. <laughs> That's so cute, man. She looked like a true princess. She looks so happy. And I was just like, in the end, you know, some things are rough. But once you reach a pinnacle of success, I feel like they get easier. Yeah, listening to how disconnected she felt from attractiveness is so hard to believe, being as though she literally is one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's also like some... It's just some relatability in that. Like some people just are awkward when they're kids and as they grow up and they find their way and they find a, 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 a some money, then they're able to kind of be, become the woman they always wanted to be. So it's just, I don't know. Everything she does gives me, gives me hope. Her husband's very handsome too. He is. They just look like they smell good too. They look like they smell good. Um. Also, it's, if this is the same man that she's discussing in her book, like, She's just always, she said that it was very easy, like finding, like, I don't know, like, I guess, peace with him. And that was like a a reminder for me that it shouldn't be hard, you know? I can't. And I'll leave it there. Like, it's just beautiful to see um, (sighs) a black woman feeling as if she's loved properly. That's all I hope for everybody. Exactly. Shouts to Issa Rae. Um, Did I delete the outline? Oh, no. Thank God. (laughs) I'm about to say no, because if you deleted it on yours, it's not on mine. Yeah, I would have freestyled, to be honest. Sending some positive thoughts <laughs> to Simone Biles. I love, did y'all hear the one about the... Uh, um, Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka both withdrew from the 2020 Olympics. Um, both of them are citing mental health as the reason why they're pulling out. So the news came this morning... Um, 
with Simone Biles. Like one, she did like, she like tripped or something like that. So people thought she was injured and that's why she pulled out. But you know what? Injuries don't always have to be physical. Sometimes they can be mental. And yeah, she yeah. felt, she said she felt like the weight of the world was on her shoulders. And wow. any person, any person who feels like they, that like that, they, come on. You don't want somebody to, to kill themselves over sports. And I'm sorry, that's my biggest fear all the time. Somebody will harm themselves. Is it worth it? Like the Olympics? I don't think so. Yeah, it's not. I'm so proud. I'm so proud because I'm so proud of them because I know before and I feel like I'm just coming out of it. Like you are taught to push yourself to the point where you break and realizing you know and doing that pushing myself to the point where I just like you know like for instance for me and I feel like I still haven't recovered from it when I was in college going to school full-time working part-time interning um and looking for jobs working on my thesis and stuff like that and after I graduated I snapped um because I just never gave myself any rest or any like space to like do that and even now I still struggle that like if I feel like I'm I feel like I'm too well rested or I feel like I'm not doing the most I feel like oh like you know I need to wear myself down like you know to feel like I've achieved something and I'm very proud of them because in the long run if you do that you're not gonna be the best at what you want to do because you're worn down and you can hurt yourself yeah, yeah. Especially with just, sports. Especially with sports. Especially with sports. And also the way people think. People are literally like, yeah, let me see what you can do with your body to impress me. Let me see how you can exert, ex exert yourself simply to impress me. And granted, I know most athletes are very passionate about what they do. You can see that they love what they do. They can't live without what they do. But I'm sure they can live without all that pressure. And especially the comments that and the treatment that black athletes get it's double time because they can't just just tap out and focus on you know what they want to do but naomi osaka admitted that being the face of the game is just too much mm -hmm. and that's what she is right now she's the easy don't nobody else know i'm sorry unless you're a tennis player who else name you know mm -hmm. you you know venus you know serena you know Naomi and probably uh, Mar a few other uh, Maria Sharpova. Yep, I know her too. Yep, and maybe a few of those. Like I know a few men. From oh, like John. The 80s. Yeah, John McEnroe. I remember him exactly because he used to flip the fuck out. Like yeah. you know. Now I now I'm trying to see why. <laughs> it makes sense why he was fucking breaking records over his knees and, and whatnot because it's just you know you get passionate. It's pressure. I don't like they ain't had that same energy for Serena. But what mm. you gonna do? Um, but she said, I definitely feel like um, there was a lot of pressure for this. I think it may be because I haven't played in Olympics before and it's for the first year. It was just too much. And she admitted to battling anxiety and depression. First of all, I can't do my job sometimes because of my depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I, have, I sit in the chair. Okay. I can't imagine if I had to physically get up and do something when I'm at my worst. And I'm like, it's, it's not just... Oh, I'm taking up for them because they're black women. Of course, I feel more inclined to protect black women as a black woman yeah. and knowing that uh, no one else will do it. But this is for anyone. If you are, if you feel like you, you are just so unhappy doing something, you should withdraw. And I don't care if it's a once in a lifetime opportunity because pushing through might be the thing to break you. And mm -hmm. what's more important than being happy and healthy in life?
what? Um, a gold medal? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. <laughs> yeah, like that. A gold medal. No, That's I, what the prize is. Also, I think it's funny too because too. because I wanted that medal so bad for the broad stream run, but I was so angry at the end of it. And that's why it's funny to me because I literally did it for a medal. <laughs> I don't know where the medal is. I didn't. Mine is on shit. my door. Mine is on my door. I don't. I lost both my medals. I did for both. Well, one only did one broad street run, but for I got a medal for when I did um that um I I don't want to say the name of the sponsor, but oh no, Orthopedic Institute is the is the main sponsor, mm. and I did a little five like a three k I think. Yeah, it was like five miles. Yeah. That was a bad joint. That's so wild because that felt harder to me. That little five mile run than the ten mile. I feel like probably because we was well, you was way more prepared for the broad street run. Oh yeah, the, the training was real. Yeah. Do I sound different by the way? Um, no, not to me. Okay, good. All right. Well, but yeah, I just don't feel like a medal is like. Um, and you're right. You're not wrong. That's why I laughed because I'm like at the end of it when I got the medal, I was so angry. <laughs> <laughs> That show was funny when you we got to the finish line and I was like, you did it. You was like, girl, look, <laughs> I don't want to talk about this shit. <laughs> um, this next story actually makes me... Well, first of all, well wishes to them. Protect them at all costs. Nobody better had nothing to say about it because you can get up and flip if you want to. If you feel so inclined. Like, if you can't do it, I feel like if you can't do it, be quiet. Period. And if you can do it, it's like, all right, I can see you having thoughts because you do this for a living. But if you can't do what they do, you really shouldn't be involved in a conversation at all. Mm-mm. Um, moving on, Jeff Bezos donates a hundred <laughs> million dollars each to CNN contributor Van Jones and Chef Jose Andre. Ball-headed bastard. So listen, I don't really know that Chef Jose. All right, but I do know Van Jones, and I was like, why him? I mean, why couldn't, I mean, granted, we insult him almost every other episode, but why couldn't Jeff, why didn't Jeff Bezos give Black Girl Brunch $100 million? That don't make sense to me. Yeah. Ball-headed bitch. He only, looked like he only gave to other ball-headed people because they both bald, <laughs> like Ben Jones and, and uh, <laughs> Chef Jose. Chef Jose got a little peach fuzz at the top, but again, bald. <laughs> um, he told them they can give it all to their own charity. Or they can share it, or they can share the wealth. It's up to them. He gave the money as a surprise for a philanthropic initiative that he calls the Courage and Civility Award. He says, we need unifiers and not, vilify, and not vilifiers. We need people who argue hard and act hard for what they believe. But they do that always with civility and never any some type of attacks. Unfortunately, we live in a world where it's too, where that is not the case, but we do have role models. Mm-hmm. It's like, so basically anybody who get on you about being a billionaire and not distributing your wealth is a vilifier. And anybody who cry, uh, Van Jones for attention on CNN, every goddamn chance he gets is a unifier. He's not a unifier. He's a fucking uncle Tom. And I'm so mad that he gave him that hundred million dollars. Like I'm so pissed. <laughs> Yeah, now, like- <laughs> I, I got no chance of getting it now, but you know, it's just it's just ridiculous that Van Jones 
types that pageantry and that performance art that he does also he has a stable job like (laughs) (laughs) but how you get money to somebody with with a salary like with a no. like a big like a like a big ass salary like a real somebody just get into the bag and I guess I'm just like I feel like Van Jones gets everything he wants like he just gets everything he wants no matter how he acts out he was really close to Prince and I'm like dang you get close to everything I want why was he, he close pr- to Jay Z and Beyonce because of the you know his connection to the non the nonprofit <laughs> so it's just like why does he keep getting rewarded yeah that's annoying. I'm about to shave my head and put on some round glasses because <laughs> it seems like that's what you got to do to in get ahead suit. in life and start fucking whimpering on CNN every and, and flip-flopping it and whimpering every chance I get. God, I'm just, I'm like, why did this news really just like get get my panties in a bunch? There, I'll say it. It really got my panties oh, in a bunch. Oh, mine been in a bunch, but like for a different reason. <laughs> what reason? When I was on a stair stepper, I just never took the wedge. I just never took them out. So you had to come from the gym like five hours ago. So you had a, a wedgie for five hours? It's now kicking my ass because I'm sitting like on the side of the bed. Oh, you better than me because I'll pull that shit right out on a stair stepper. <laughs> I can't do wedgies at all. But it's not because like it's a thong. So it's like it's you oh, can't. So it's ingrained. In yeah, there. so like, I gotta... can't really. It's like I think I did take it out initially, but like. <laughs> It gathered again. So here's what I say. You got to pull your pants down. <laughs> you got to pull your pants down. When this does, not only you got to pull your pants down, you got to pull them like around your ankles <laughs> to, get, to get it out. The crazy thing is, these leggings are up to my chin. <laughs> yeah, girl, you gonna have, you, you got to wait till we done recording. I say immediately when we stop. If you need to do it now, put yourself on mic, but I would just on mute. Pull them down. You gotta do it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, moving on to the sunken place. Oh, come on. Uh, so, oh, you were singing a song. About <laughs> All I said place? was, come on down. <laughs> so, with the sunken place, we don't even have to like do this anymore. We could just put the we could just put the the baby. We could just put Ti. We could just put Tory Lanes. We could just put the fucking little boozy in there on a rotation. Yeah, like because I'm sure. It, like if I if I put Ti in the second place for next week, I'm sure between now and then he will have done another thing to irritate us. But I don't really want to talk about them as much as their issues because it gets exhausting. Like, nobody wants to hear this shit. And, oh, my God. I'm so hurt. I'm looking at this article, and the picture they chose of the baby is just, like, literally making my blood, like, boil. He And it's crazy because he really got, like, he got hideous. ugly. Yes. Y'all know we used to, like, gas his ass up. He was just seeing, like, the fine. His voice is corny now. He'd been breaking out, it seemed like. Like, <laughs> he'd been, like, he had. Since he's been breaking out, like, a lot has changed. A lot has changed. Um, and the since we've known him to just be a violent person, you know? But what we really want to talk about is these festivals. Man, if you didn't even have to be like, that really makes me want to commit arson. <laughs> It makes me want to commit arson on him, though. Yeah, that's what I and meant. You, like, like, but how? I don't know what. I, like, I, I pissed, 
Picture me, you know the one, you know those lighters you have for barbecue. I feel like I put it on the like the uh the blazer, and it just everything just like go clean. So what I want to do is like, and this is by no means like an actual like death threat, but he like you know the, the he got a fedora on. I just want to take a like you know the little lighter that you use to like just a little household lighter, but set the brim of the hat on fire because it's like you're doing corny. And he take it off. And Hot potato. One thing about <laughs> what's real? Hot potato. <laughs> um, one thing I really before we get into everything, one thing I can't stand about this nigga is that he be ducking and miss like punches miss him. He ducks shoes when he throw it at him. It's like he got a... I'm like, come on. What, he got a sixth sense or something? Like, how yeah. is it that... Like, because I, just... I feel like he fights so much. <laughs> he be fighting demons. He be fighting women. He just... I feel like... I feel like he been, he been fighting since birth. Because how do you see a, a Adidas coming at you from a crowd? Also, how can you identify the shoe that this? It was like... Are you the Terminator or something? Also, I... Don't also I It's hate, annoying. It is, and I don't like niggas like him because I feel like they always pick on people like that's like, you know, defenseless or people that like they be like, oh yeah, he always fighting. But it'd be like the nigga that like Yu-Gi-Oh! that he like try to fight or something <laughs> like that. And like I don't like that because my thing is, yes, I know I can't beat everybody, but I will stand in it like I will because my first fight ever, I was scared and I was like, oh, like I can't beat somebody and one of my friends said this is so horrible to say to a child but my friend was like if you fight then that and even if you lose you still not a bitch because you fought anyway and like that's me like if it's somebody that's like taller than me bigger than me or something like that and they whip my ass like it's okay like whatever but you i feel like i'm always saying what? either i'm going in the ambulance or you going in the ambulance <laughs> Maybe we both go <laughs> in the ambulance, but I'm a fight. That's exactly. Just it. That's it's, just it. Exactly. I might get my ass beat, but you can't. Here's the thing. You might have won, but you ain't going to want to do it with me again. Exactly. Like, I won by the skin of my teeth. Exactly. So, that, that's, that, so no, I, I feel you. It's just something but real bitchy. Exactly. About, I don't yeah. like the, because all of the confrontations and stuff he's been in has been with like, it's been with like women or it's been like with somebody who, um who's obviously like off the rocker or like arguing with like, um, a drunk person or like uh, or he uh, shot them you know yeah it's like it's been like all right now this is too much violence following one individual yes Come and on like, now. you know team five three we already down bad like you know so right right so it's just like okay we talked about him for siding with tory lanes um and at the rolling loud aka oh my god that shit was just so ghetto to me but at the rolling it loud was. um festival in miami the ba- uh the baby and Tory Lanes went on right after Megan Thee Stallion. I don't know when this shit was set up. I don't know what happened, but come on. If they are on that close together, who's to say these niggas ain't past each other backstage? Why? Who on the Rolling Loud team thought, oh yeah, Megan Thee Stallion is valuable enough to have here. 
but she's she's not valuable enough to protect her safety. So let's bring this surprise nigga. It's it's no way that nobody at that in charge of that festival didn't festival didn't know. And I don't think that people question that enough. People are always like, well, what was they supposed to do? They were supposed to say, hey, if if we think that you shot one of our headliners, you can't be here. Mm -hmm. And then to make matters worse, the baby comes, he goes and says the wildest fucking thing. The wildest thing. Like, I don't even want to repeat this, but I feel like I do want to repeat it because sometimes people listen to our episodes like um, like years after they come out, especially at this point. And it's hard for them to find the information that mm-hmm. was said when things pass, especially because if things go as the way I planned, the baby will be irrelevant <laughs> in a few years. Um, but he said, if you didn't show up today with HIV AIDS or any of them deadly sexually transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two or three weeks, then put your cell phone lighters up. Ladies, if your pussy smells like water, put your cell phone lighters up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone lighter up. Okay, so let's unpack that line by line. All right. So if, you know, the, the HIV and AIDS or any of them sexually transmitted disease that'll make you die in two or to three weeks, who says that? Who just casually says that? And who, who, who thinks that if a person did have HIV or AIDS and they were in that audience trying to enjoy themselves, do you even think about how you made them feel at all? Also, are you a doctor? Like, you saying, like... What? Like, why are you asking about people's status? One, two. Also, that long-winded ass thing to say. (laughs) Like, that's so many words. In a way, you busting up in these women raw. Why is it that you're pretending like you're trying to preserve your sexual health? Because that's my thing with a lot of these men out here. They always want to make it like, oh my God, STDs or this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. But their paper trail is showing that you are not having unprotected sex. Mm-hmm. Because if you were, then you wouldn't have gotten that light-skinned girl pregnant after two days of knowing her, all right? right? So th- there's that. And then breaking up with her, moving on. You got kids all across the goddamn country at this point. But now you want to talk about STDs as if simply by participating in sex, you, you don't, you're now included. That's the thing with STDs and why stigma needs to be taken away. Because as soon as you become an active participant in sex, sometimes no matter how safe you think you are, you still run the risk of getting it. You run the risk of spreading it. And that's why you need to be educated and actually have conversations. So why do you feel like a festival... It's a time to bring this up. And it's because he's one of them niggas that say shit without thinking. He think, oh, it's funny to be, to be, to say rude shit. Oh, it's funny to say rude shit. You are not in the hood anymore because shit like that do fly the hood. You are, yes, you're unlikable, but you are now getting booked and stuff like that. And if that comment alone don't get you, something else you say will. Uh, ladies, if jacuzzi smell like water. First of all, that's water? Who? Like, who is, is no, I'm sorry. It's none that smell like that. First of all, all coochies got a little twang. And that's because of the <laughs> pH and everything else. Like, and also where woman. it's located. Like, hello? Yeah, hello. And this is a woman's body. Like, it's really time to, I hate when people push out these narrative about how women supposed to smell. No, you shouldn't be winging. You shouldn't be stinking. Okay, that's true. <laughs> but to, <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't be flapping around stinking. No, but. 
You know, at the end of the day, no matter how much you keep your hygiene up, certain parts of your body are never going to smell like water. And anybody who, who actually has been near a, a woman's vagina, which I'm assuming he has, <laughs> would know that. Stop pushing out things that aren't helpful. Because I know when I was a kid, I didn't know, I didn't have these conversations. And I was confused about oh my gosh, am I supposed to smell like uh, cotton candy or something? And it's actually not good for women to be putting all those it's different not. soaps and deodorizers. Like, and it, It's not good for anyone to be putting soaps and de- deodorizers in their private part. It's just not. It's really it's not. It's a very sensitive area. So it's just like, stop spe- spewing ignorance. And then the final line, fellas, if you ain't sucking dick, what's so, what's so wrong with sucking dick in the parking lot? That's how I feel. Also, why are you worried about, I'm like, was you in it? My mom said he was in a parking lot. Uh, anybody who starts something off by saying, fellas, you already know it's about to be some bullshit that follows. But so I agree. true. I agree. I think that, like, that was way too specific. It was too, like, who thinks that? Fellas, if you ain't sucking dick in the parking lot, like the what? Also, what gay fans do he have? I'm sorry. Yeah, so he went on the, maybe the, some like, DL niggas, but like what? Well, he. I mean, I know some gay men who listen to his his like the shit that we all was listening to, like on the radio, like shook. That was a bop. No matter what you were, you were like bopping to it, you know? But that was before we knew him to be as problematic as he is now. That's when he was coming out as charismatic and likable. But that's one thing about a violent and aggressive-ass person. They can only be that way but for so long. Then he went on to say, um, I guess, address it. And he says, what I do at a live show is for the audience at the live show. It never translates correctly to people looking at a little five, six-second clip. Um, and then he says something like, if you ain't at the show, you don't have the right to um, comment. Then he went on to apologize. Like, I'm so sorry. You know, my comments was harmful because that PR probably was like, listen, you know, dug in his ass. But my thing is, he shouldn't be invited back. He invited Tory Lanez, who shouldn't have even had access to the stage. And there's no such thing as that not being translated correctly. Like, what? You, you can't, said you... what you said. Like, how can you translate that anymore? Like, you said what you said. How can you translate a, a comment about people dying in two to three weeks? It you, how about your joke didn't it wasn't good? Like nobody ever want to admit that they joke wasn't good. It's always oh, y'all didn't get it. Y'all sensitive. No, bro, your shit wasn't good. It wasn't good. It was terrible. It was horrible. And then Ti with his picky picky head self said, "If Lil Nas X can can kick his shit in peace, so should the baby." Shrug emoji. What? You niggas are stupid. Just say that you wish you was in a video prancing around too. That's what he really wanted to do. He really wanted to be in the yard, but he know he can't dance. And he got a beer belly and stuff. That's what you want. <laughs> You're so mad that you weren't in the video. You're so mad that you are old and washed up. You're so mad that you and your wife are both sexual deviants and nobody trusts you. You're so mad that your own daughter don't even like you because you're a sexual deviant. Nobody wants to work with you anymore. You're a terrible businessman. You, st- you spent half your life in jail. It's just so much that T.I. has to be angry about and it's so clear. But why bring up Lil Nas X in it? Why are gay men, I mean straight men, supposed straight men, always in gay men's business? They can't keep their nose out. They be so pressed. Like, mm, That's, give me a kiss. 
<laughs> and you know, like I was like listening to this true crime podcast and this one guy almost got away with a murder, but he was so attention starved. He came back to the, to the place because he couldn't help himself. And that's how I feel about some of these men. Like you just can't help yourself. You just can't help yourself to be so involved in what other people saying. Little Nas X had nothing to do with those comments. He had nothing to do with it. You just was mad and offended and you had, you couldn't help yourself. You had to get it out there. And with all the issues you and your wife got going on, really? Yeah, like you should want to lay low. You would think, you would really, really think. But yeah, I'm I'm actually, ha I feel like so far, the only person I've really seen um d get on T.I. was Amber Rose. Mm. You know, she Love said that. like what in the hell? Like she always goes up for when somebody say something homophobic. But um, I just feel like these concerts. I mean, yeah, these little festivals, the BET Awards, all these different places that even give certain people the stage after they do certain things to black women, after they are super offensive to people in the, like the LGBTQ plus community. Like, why are y'all? We're not holding them accountable enough mm -hmm. because as soon as somebody does something that goes against your supposed values, if your values is that are that you don't discriminate, then why do you give people who do discriminate a stage? That's why I'm saying like. When people be like cancel, like cancel culture is not real. It's not real. It doesn't it's exist. It's not real. It's not real because if it did, if it did exist, certain people would never be around. But like the proximity Tory Lanez has always had to to Megan Thee Stallion, she, when she have her documentary in the next whatever amount of years, I'm gonna say give it ten years, and we're gonna start looking at this kind of like we looked at the R. Kelly and Aaliyah thing mm -hmm. in the sense of like, why didn't nobody stop that? Mm -hmm. Why did nobody say nothing? Mm -hmm. But it's like people don't have the fucking common sense in the moment to be like, whoa, when you, if somebody shot me, I don't want to ever have to worry about them being near me, let alone going on right after me, going on right after me. She got to focus. She got to, you know, feel that out. That's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Because like I said, if, if Lil Nas, I mean, if Tory Lanez would have shot Kylie, huh, he wouldn't get booked nowhere. nowhere. And if what the baby said was about Jewish people, he would never get booked again. You see, they pull Nick Cannon's show, and as they should, because you shouldn't be using your platform to say hateful things. Mm -hmm. But I just want that same energy when it's applied to people in the LGBTQ plus community and when it's applied to black women. I want that same energy. Exactly, because the only people that ride for black women are other black women. The only people that ride for the LGBTQ community is other, you know, people that are in the LGBT community, and it shouldn't be like that. And me. Yep. Being and any man. And me. And me. Period. And me. That's it. That's it. And that's just so fucking corny to me. I, and Amber Rose. I feel like people will just be like, oh, that's not right. But then they sit silently whole time. I want Tay to do my hair. Oh my mm. God. Santana's so funny. But when it's time to say something, um, y'all too sensitive. Well, he's like, come on now. Come on. Uh, I'm just going to be honest. I reminded you to cut your time on, but I didn't cut mine on. I cut mine on. Okay, cool. All right. Text me the time. Um, cause I'm like completely lost and that rant really, really took me away from earth. But, uh, to hell with these niggas, to, to hell, hell with them. these festivals, they too busy trying to keep rich people happy versus standing for something. And this is why I feel like I'm really pessimistic sometimes about our future <laughs> because I'm like, I can't, like, I can't, I can't do shit like that. Like I really, I just can't. 
Exactly. I got to stand in what I say, stand in what I believe. And if something is wrong, I'm just like, I can't work with you. I can't accept your money. I just don't know. Mm -mm. Good news is, Megan Thee Stallion is a superstar. And she about to outgrow these damn festivals. And her career is going to last longer than all the minions. That way. So let's get into common senses. This week, um, we want to talk about being the main character in your own life, um, why you should, and how you can balance it. So this conversation comes up from this um, tweet I saw the other day. Don't know who was by. Didn't even don't even know if I retweeted it, but <laughs> just started making me think all day. Like it, the tweet said, "It's okay to be the main character in your own life," and that was really really good for me to hear because sometimes I feel like. Because I do focus so much on making myself happy and because I feel like people are like, I wonder if people are watching and if they are watching, is it okay? Like sometimes like even when I'm alone, I find myself doing things like people are watching me and I'm like, yo, at some point you just got to focus on yourself mm -hmm. and do what you want to do. Be the main character of this movie and not always be including other people's thoughts and opinions and beliefs. Like sometimes you just got to do you and how sometimes that, that taught that we're taught to be selfless and it's not always healthy. Like sometimes you just got to worry about yourself. Exactly. So let's get into it. Let's just get into um, why it is important to be the main character in your whole life. We can start with you. So I feel like it's important to be the main character in your own life because you all you got at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I feel like also um, it helps you not to feel um, loneliness is a hard thing to fight. And I feel like um, it helps you like, you know, well, be willing to like stand on your own a little bit more and, um, you know, be true to your boundaries and be able to be like, this is what I'm willing to accept. This is what I'm not willing to accept. Um, I feel like it really helps you stay grounded when you, because I feel like to me, being a main character is like you're nurturing yourself. Yeah, no, that's so fucking real. I agree. I think the number one point is just what you said. Like why you are responsible for you. Like, you know, you may have kids, you may be a caregiver, you may do this and the other, but the only person who you can control is you. Mm -hmm. The only person whose thoughts you can hear is yourself. Mm -hmm. The only person who feels your pain, feels everything you do is yourself. So you need to be tapped into who you are, but also like on a like goal setting level, I think about like Beyonce and how she is, she owns being the main character. She owns being the star in like her videos and on stage and being like, I'm the queen bee. Like, you know, I'm this, I'm that. Because, and, and we love it. We love when Beyonce does it. We love when Michael Jackson is just like, yeah, I'm the king of pop and I'm a, I'm a creatively channel everything I want to be on stage. We love that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes being the star don't have to look like that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes being a star can go can happen in your day-to-day -day life to achieve what you want to achieve. How are you going to be what you want to be if you don't really believe it in yourself that that's who you are? Exactly. If you're not nurturing yourself, if you're not willing to say, uh, yeah, I'm the bitch and I know, I'm that bitch and I know it. And that's why I'm going to sit on this podcast every week and talk my shit mm -hmm. because I believe I have the right to do it. And also, if you don't like it, 
then tune the fuck out. That's just really, really what it comes down to. So sometimes when you're the main character, you could just be like, no, I'm going to build myself up. And let's just say I'm bothering somebody simply by being confident and honing in on what I'm doing. Then it's chances like Lil Nas said, you never was going to mess with me anyway. Like you never really wanted me to win. You never wanted me to, to win. And sometimes I feel like that's the downside to being a main character mm-hmm. in your own life, like you, the perception that you are like, oh, you think you're better or that you are self-centered. And we're going to get to how being the main character can be seen as self-centered. But like, what are, what do you think are some of the like obstacles or why does it feel awkward sometimes to be the main character in your your own life because you don't want to like i know i struggle with i don't want to seem um like self-centered one two i have like this lingering fear of somebody to be like oh you ain't this shit like somebody try to like humble me um that's just me and that's just something like i'm dealing with so i feel like those two things like um, but for the main part is like, you know, the fear of somebody humbling you, then like thinking about it, like, why are you afraid of somebody humbling you? Like, that's their truth. That's how they think of you. But like, I feel like nobody can interfere with your truth. You know, who mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, that is so real. Um, I get like, I feel like a trigger for me that I'm working through is like being told that I think I'm perfect. Because I actually really don't. Yeah. So that's something I don't like anybody like telling me that I think I'm perfect. So sometimes when I'm doing my best and things look positive and looks like I'm doing what I'm, you know, doing, like this is some shit that I've literally been hearing since like I was a kid. It, I hate when people think that I'm being happy just to spite them. <laughs> yeah. No. Like, I it's like it. I, I'm literally just being happy to get under their skin. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you hear it more than me, but like I've definitely heard that too. Yeah, we've heard it as a unit. Yeah. We think, <laughs> oh, like you think you're perfect just because you're doing what you you know you gotta do. But like what? More importantly, you're mad at yourself because you lack discipline and now you wanna go and come and project on me. Mm-hmm. And I just I just don't like that at all. I hate it. It's something that I've deal I've been dealing with as a kid from so many different directions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes so many people around you can be fucked up. Sorry. <laughs> So many people around you can be fucked up that you really start to question if you're crazy for doing little basic things. Yeah, right. And I think that, like, when you are kind of a black sheep in a rough neighborhood, like, both of us growing up, North Philly, West Philly, standing out, like, you constantly had people telling you, you too picky because you don't want mm-hmm. to get cheated on. You too, you know, you too, you want too much. You spend too much money because you want luxury items. Like, it's the majority of people around you saying you're doing too much. And when you just decide to listen to your own voice instead of theirs, the next thing is just like this, this negative energy. But it's like, I have to focus on myself um, so that I can get what I want. And so far it's been working. So why would I stop? You know? Yeah, exactly. Also, it's hard sometimes to be the main character in my own life because I'm so many people. I'm so many different emails to so many different people. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you are trying to maintain a, like a, 
you trying to look romantic to potential suitors, but you're also trying to look like, um, you know, respectful to like the elders in your family on social media, but you're also trying to look relatable to like your black girl brunch followers. And then you're also trying to look professional to the people from the past who used to follow you from work. <sighs> and, and you're also trying to look marketable to potential sponsors. Then it's just like, it's hard to be me and live my life as a main character when I feel like I have to satisfy all these different needs. But that's why, um, I decided literally I said my new year's resolution was to focus less on less on we and focus more on me mm -hmm. because I can't it's nobody's doing that for me. Yeah. Nobody's changing who they are to make me happy and they're right. They mm. are so right. You shouldn't do that. If you showing up as your like authentic self can't make someone happy, then maybe they just not meant to be in your life. And that could be anybody at mm -hmm. that point, you know? But I feel like I've never had to do that with you. And my closest friends, mm -hmm. I've never had to like play a part to get love and support and, you know, have y'all be around me. So I need to do that so that one, I'm less mentally exhausted. Two, I'm more tapped into who I am. And three, I, 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 I filled out all these people because there are some relationships I started based on not being myself and I can't maintain them anymore. Exactly. Because I'm like, oh yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. I know I was like being understanding when you were saying that bullshit in the past, but I honestly didn't believe it then. I was just nicer. Now I don't give a fuck no more. So I guess that comes with age. I don't know. But you just be like, I just, I can't, I can't keep this up. It's a facade. Yeah. And the facade, that should be cracking. <laughs> too much. And also like, um, I think that sometimes when you want to be like, you know, they say, you know, read the room, mm -hmm. you don't want to be so into yourself because, um, you know, it could be a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But being too too aware of what's happening with everyone else could also be a bad thing. And I feel like I'm way too aware of what's happening to everybody else. And I feel like I am going to explode. Me too. Like that self-awareness shit, like at some point it's just like, oh, Okay, you've noticed everything that's happened in this room. So what? What you gonna do now? You gonna respond? You gonna respond by changing your behavior? And it's even sometimes as walking down the street. I'm like trying to see who, how can I get out of everybody's way? Yeah, also that's annoying because like seeing somebody that is just like so flawed and just like dead ass wrong, just like not giving a fuck. And I'm like, how do you do that? I don't know how people do that. <laughs> yeah, ignorance truly is bliss. Though. It is. It really, really is. And some is. days I do wish to just be, I'm like, damn, I really wish I was just like a, a cold ass idiot. Same. Same. Some people will argue that I am, <laughs> but I don't think so. Um, But yeah, I just, I feel like there's a such thing as like hyper awareness that gets to the, and it gets to the point where it's just not productive anymore. Like you being everything to everybody, but who are you being to yourself? Like mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Um, and then the final part about this is like how to balance, um, how to balance because you can become self-centered if you really think life a movie and everybody's a supporting character. Mm -hmm. How do you balance? How do you balance? Um, <laughs> damn. I didn't think, um, I was going to be asked a question like that. Um, <laughs> I feel like how to balance i i feel like giving yourself time to be alone in like mm. personal days like just in your head to say like oh i don't want to do that like um 
I just I just want to be home. Um, wait, I'm sorry. I got the question confused. So how to be and not be self-centered. Yeah, because so, yeah. remember we were talking about Oh, yeah, how, like, earlier. Yeah. So for mm-hmm. me, I feel like that is very easy. Sorry, I was thinking about the friend. I thought I was thinking about earlier what you said with the friends and how to be. Oh, yeah. No, so this one, I feel like how to not be self-centered. I feel like to have a bit of, not like how we are, like over self-aware. I have a bit of awareness and be like, okay, I can tell um, that I am, um, you know, not giving enough attention to this person I love or like this person that I care for or like, you know, check, let me check. I feel like, I feel like sometimes there's points where I feel like everybody's checking up on me and I'm not checking up on them. So I'll reach out, I'll start reaching out more. Then it feels like a back and forth. So I feel like it's not self-centered. Also uh, communicating. I know people always say like communication is key or stuff like that. Like um, I feel like if you're, are so focused on yourself and you think like, oh, this is what like I want and I want I, 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 I'm so, I like to be aware of if I say me, 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 or I, 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 or what I want too much, I like, you know, gotta dial it back. Also ask people how they feel about like, if you're doing something or whatever, like, you know, it could be a little, some ask people uh, how they feel like when I do X, Y, Z, like, you know, um, how can I be better at this? Like, you know, or whatever, or like, um, just also paying attention to people, other people's wants and needs. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, just making sure you're being present with people who you value, you know, and stuff like that. Um, also a big thing for me is if you need time to yourself, I feel like it's not a bad thing. I know I, I really don't like how people are like, you don't owe anybody anything or like I just disappear. I do this. Like, you don't, I feel like that is very, I feel like that's also people think they're strong for doing it, but I feel like that's very weak. It is. And I feel like it's weak because you, I was talking about this earlier with my cousin and stuff. It's not anything bad with conflict. And I feel like so many people, like I know it's funny because I have a podcast and, but I'm not very much of a talker. Um, and I feel like, um, but when I want to, when I, I really value somebody, I make it my mission to try to talk things out or like, you know, very receptive to feedback and stuff like that. And I feel like when people say, oh, I don't owe anybody anything because like real shit, it takes a village, you know, like, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm re- reeling off a little bit, but I feel like okay, it, sure. it, t- <laughs> it takes a village and like, I feel like we have lost that, especially, you know, due to capitalism and stuff like that. And like, everybody wants to be on their own and do stuff like that. Like you really can't make shake. You can't make shit shake alone. And like a lot of people don't want to admit that and stuff like that. So I feel like it is very, very, um, it's very weak aura, very weak minded to be like, Oh, like I, you know, I disappear without saying, cause like, for instance, it's somebody who, you know, was very kind to me this week. And like, you know, even though I don't owe him anything, I'm just in a place right now that I am just like, I'm not doing the best mentally. And I'm still like hung up on somebody. And like, I would like to say to that person, like, you know, like, because I know me, if somebody doesn't make it known, I loom over it. And like, I feel like we need to make sure 
that it's okay to like you know serve yourself you know be your own main character but we need to start making sure that other people are okay because mm-hmm. even it if, is your responsibility it's your to responsibility to make sure people are okay because we don't know like you don't know people's triggers and you don't know like you could be doing something that unintentionally send, might send somebody into a spiral or like doing and something they're connected and also your character like i feel like i like i feel like you should care about your you know your your character like if that's i feel like that's how you be a main character and also care about people at the same time because like i like being like somebody that's like standoffish or like being somebody like oh i don't only buy anything like that that says a lot about your character i feel like you would like watch me die and not give a fuck and also like every character in every movie for the most part have like likable traits so it's like exactly. when you're being the main character in these movies are you really thinking about what type of character you are that's what i'm saying because i feel like people just be so hung up on like the selfishness and the greed and like what can i get what can i get what can i do how can i look after my own ass all this stuff but they never stop to think that no in my movie even though i consider these people you know supporting characters in my life if for nothing else, think about how you can be the person that supports the 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 heroic character. If you if you must, mm-hmm. if you want to look at being empathetic, I really do have a a thing with quote unquote helping people because I believe that you should never help. Helping is self serving. You should support people. Yeah, you know. Yes. But like, I just feel like um. Not a people like you said. They're not worried about being a good character. <laughs> like you niggas trying to be the villain. Yeah, that's what I feel like. I feel like people just, like, people always want to be, like, fucking the Green Goblin or, like, the Scarecrow. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you niggas? Like, yeah. Yeah, and also understanding, like, I feel like until, like, we're going to be stuck until we understand everything that happens around us happens to us. So you need to, you are responsible for uplifting things that when you don't give a shit about what happened in public schools, when you don't care about what happens in your community, you you do run a high risk of that impacting you now or later, somebody you know at some point. Mm-hmm. So if for no other reason, just because you can't find it, you know, to do something good, you should just care about it. But I know, I think you're right. Like the, the a great way to have balance is to worry, is to, is to ask people in your life if they're okay. Check on them exactly sorry don't just worry about how they can support you yeah in my bed the beginning i was like i feel like i heard you say friend or something like this so i was thinking about like something else but this definitely was my favorite part of the conversation because i feel very passionate about that especially as somebody who has been and still struggling with like asking for help and stuff like that and somebody who like i feel like like you know and i don't feel bad like i feel like i probably would have been further in my career if i wasn't like if i was wasn't afraid to reach out to people but more people are reaching out to myself and like email and stuff now and like we are like not to put somebody on the spot but somebody i'm not gonna say any names got a really bomb ass opportunity because somebody <laughs> reached out to them and thought about them and this opportunity can potentially skyrocket them high so they can get to the next level and definitely be a big weight lifted off of their shoulders because somebody cared you know I wonder who that somebody is. I wonder who that somebody is. I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, so you just never know. So stuff like that, it's just so beautiful, you know? It really is. You have to look out for people and pay it forward and, and as much as you can. And, like, I honestly agree with everything you say. But what I will add to that is that you have to respect that everyone else 
is not your supporting character for real for real they're just the main characters in their own story yeah you know like i don't ever look at you as like that's sabria that's my best friend she always has my back like that's not all you are mm -hmm. like yes that's who you are to me in one capacity but you also are the main character in your own story so I, I have to like see that and respect that and understand that your priorities are going to be what you got going on too. You're not wrong. Mm -hmm. My mom, yes, I am her child, but she's the main character in her life and she gets to have an identity. Like, yes, um, teachers are, your teacher is your teacher, but you have to look at people's worth outside of who they are to you, what they do for you, mm -hmm. and if they have value to you. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people's respect, like, uh, ride on what can this person do for me, do to me, do, like, what, 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 what memory do I have on them? But people can be important without you even knowing them. Mm -hmm. And, like, as long as you respect that, the respect still stands. And that's, I think respect is how you don't get to being selfish because you respect that everybody got a journey. The moment respect is gone and you say, no, my needs are more important than yours, that's when that selfish, the volume turns up, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, and with that, just realizing that everything is not about you. Like, sometimes, like, when things happen, um, like, my, my dad is the baby boomer. Like, when things <laughs> aren't convenient for him, he lo he loves to take it personal. And he gets so mad at me sometimes, like, if we're out and it's, like, customer service type of thing, and, like, I'm not mad because I'm just, like, this really may not be personal. There are 12,000 things happening that have led out to this moment. Maybe somebody got sick. They're short. They're short-handed. You know, this is going on. And as long as this person keeps communicating with me, I'm going to be here and patient because we are in a dick sporting goods. Exactly. Because I've been, because I know exactly what you're talking about, because I've been hella short-staffed and people have done that thinking it was personal, but it's just like, um, it is not personal, baby. Um, We are just drowning. <laughs> yeah yeah all the time i see it sometimes the customers be like excuse me can anyone help me and i'm like not right now no <laughs> nobody can there's nobody available to help you <laughs> so i just don't know what else to say <laughs> it's really and like you're really going to go home if you really wanted to like get it, you would just go home and order it offline. But you're here because you want attention and you want to be catered to, mm -hmm. which is typically fine. I do get paid to do that. But if it's if I, if I can't because I'm literally talking to another person, and you see that, you just gonna have to you know do what we tell our kids to do: be patient, mm -hmm. be patient. I really want to bring that back. I think that schooling should never stop. I think that adults, the same shit that kids learn in kindergarten, like people forget. And it like every few years as an adult, you should like the same way you get a license, you got to be required to renew it. Mm -hmm. You should be required to take like some type of quiz about like being a decent human being and about like selfishness and like how to treat other people, how you like to be treated and patience and hard work and respect, like all those things like that that's just yeah somebody want to talk to the current administration about that that'd be great i agree but yeah guys that's it that's be the main character but recognize and respect the other people out here trying to hustle and get get through in life and they the main characters in their life too exactly but take care of you you know Burn. so that's it for this week's episode of black girl brunch it was a blast good show very well rounded thank you to everyone who's always sending us topics inspiring us with tweets all those things make sure you send us a listener letter at black girl
Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sabrina. <laughs> no, I just was saying thank you. So my mic had cut off, and I had to make sure it was no dead silence. So I was just like saying thank you too. Okay, no problem. So, <laughs> yes, guys, thank you. Make sure you write us on blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. You can write us on Instagram or follow us on Instagram at blackgirlbrunch. Follow us on Twitter at blkgirlbrunch. You can follow me on Instagram at Iman Mate. You can follow me on Twitter at It's Mate. And Sabria? At Franken, it's Frankenfem on Twitter. I mean, Instagram, sorry. And Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. It's okay, girl. It's been a long day. <laughs> it is 9.15 p.m., all right? And you did, you did work out, seeing people. It's, it's time to wrap it up. Wrap it up, baby. So thank you, guys. We love you. Bye.